You see what I've got here? It's uh, an old cassette in a box. Now, cassettes are not popular anymore. Once upon a time, there were cassettes everywhere. Nowadays, you'd you know, have difficulty in finding a machine to play it. But this cassette, as far as I'm concerned, contains a little piece of gold dust. That's audio gold dust. The earliest harvest ever got underway this week with the combines moving into the winter barley. We have grain against the window there at the back, so I think we're probably heading for the trailer again. Now, written on the cassette, Joe Murray in cab of Combine Harvester with Jim Brown of Bangalstown. I found Jim Brown well into his barley on light land outside Bagnallstown in County Carlow. I joined him in what for me is one of the most exciting places you can ever be in, and that's the cab of a combine on the first day of the harvest. Recorded 7th of July, 92. Well, I'm in the cab now looking down on the crop and I'm with Jim Brown. Jim Brown, a nice looking crop, nice enough looking grain there in the tank too. It is, yes. Um, it always looked well this year and the grain seems to have filled well. Now, I had completely forgotten that I had this cassette in my possession until the death in early May of Joe Murray. Head of agricultural programmes in RTE, a long history of broadcasting on television and radio. A lovely man, real gentleman. And the story of the cassette goes something like this. This cassette goes back to a day that I was in the sound library in RTE and the then sound librarian, Don Kennedy, came up to me and said, Joe Murray was in here the other day and I said to him, Joe, of all the stuff that you've done, of all the programmes that you've made in television and radio... What is the one moment that you think really represents you? Is the piece that you would like to live on after you? And I said, what did he say? And he said, here's the answer. It's on this cassette. Jim, would you admit that there's a bit of excitement about getting started into the harvest? Oh, it is. It's it's a whole, oh, I don't know, nostalgic um, time. You're all excited, wondering what it's going to be like. You're looking at the grain coming off. Is it... Is it tripled? Is it full? Is it... Um, what's it going to be? How much is in the first tank? How much does the first trailer weigh? Um, all that sort of thing. You yeah. drove in here several hours ago wondering all those things. I think you have some of the answers now. <laughs> I haven't weighed the first trailer yet, but um, it's only a seven and a half acre field and I've got a 20 ton trailer full at the moment, so... And I'm not finished by long chalk, so... Hopefully I'm over the three and a half ton mark. I'm thinking to myself, is Joe serious about this? Does, is this? does Joe think that this piece really represents him at his best or, you know, what he represented? So I met him a few weeks later. I said, can you mind me asking, why that particular piece? And so Joe, he launched into uh, sort of a rhapsody about harvesting and the business of harvesting and when it was being done by a farmer who knew his stuff, who knew his land, who knew his fields, his soils... What variety are we talking about here? We're talking about puffin. Uh, it's been grown for seed for Miss Norton's. Are you fond of puffin? You wouldn't have grown it for very long. It was very uncommon until last year, the year before. I grew it last year and got on well. Uh, nearly got three and a half tonnes with it last year. And um, for that reason, I've grown it again. Well, that's the very next question. What do you think you're getting today? I'm getting the same, if not a bit more today, I'd say. It's certainly very ripe. I mean, the, the questions that people ask when they hear about the first barley that was cut was, 
was it take all or was it crows? But I don't think it was either in your case. No, it wasn't. No. Um, I think this is the season this year is two weeks ahead of any other year. That that's the long and the short of it. Um, right from the autumn, from through the winter, the lack of rain in the winter and everything has brought everything on. Well, certainly you're on a very uh, dry farm here, light land, I suspect. You're in the heart of uh, the grain land of County Carlo, but I don't imagine you ever harvested as early. No, never harvested as early. I'd say the earliest before was the 20th of July, and this is, what, the 7th. Amazing. Joe was um, a pioneer. He was all in favour of new knowledge, new methods, new ways of uh, doing things and more effectively. And it often crosses my mind that Joe would have certainly given his full agreement to a sentiment which I came across in Gulliver's Travels. Whoever could make two ears of corn or two blades of grass to grow upon a spot of ground where only one grew before would deserve better of mankind and do more essential service to his country than the whole race of politicians put together. There might be a lot of awns in this now. There's a lot of awns in the, uh, in the head that are hard to get off when it's being harvested this early. If I said four tons, would you contradict me completely? <laughs> I'd love it if it was four tons, that's all. <laughs> it's, a, it's a beautiful crop. I mean, looking down at it here from the cab, right down, uh, and looking at the ground, I mean, you have, a, you have it very clean, it's well-filled, it's ripe. Uh, it's everything good that a crop should be. Uh, yes, it looks good. You're cutting puffin here now. What's the next winter barley you have to move on to? Uh, pastoral. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been grown for Connie's Gores Bridge um, seed crop as well. Joe's using two ears. He's using the agricultural ear, as it were, you know, all the stuff about farming. But you also know that he's very conscious of non-farming types, yeah, say like myself, who's listening into the programme. So there's a moment where the farmer is using a mobile phone. Now, this is 1992. Mobile phones were very scarce in those days. So as a complete outsider, at the time, your ears would really prick up. Oh, the guy is out on the, on the uh, combine harvester down in the field and he's using a mobile phone. For what? And then we quickly, very quickly find out. I'm running out of trailer space fast. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, if not, the other small one is down in the yard. Would would do us for the time being, you know. Jim, you're ringing for more trailer power. It's not a bad complaint. Not a bad complaint at all. I notice you have the mobile phone in the cab. In general, combine cabs are solitary places, and I think a lot of people driving combines prefer it that way. Very possible, but um, uh, I, I have to keep in contact with other things, and um, combining is my peak labour time, and I have to be on the combine, I have to be doing the job here. And I have other things to attend to as well, so um, I have to have the mobile on the combine. Can can you express some of the feelings to me here as the farmer, as the grower of this crop in your combine cab and going into the first of your crop this year? Some of my feelings. Uh, Anticipation, excitement, um, summer, good weather... um, looking forward to, to a time when you kind of rush this crop and the next crop and then you're going into sowing again and it's 
look, you're looking at next year now, so to speak, uh, planning what's going in here and what's going in in the other places and so on. Um, it's a time of high activity on the farm, on this tillage and dry stock farm. It's a time of great busyness and yet it's a time when people never complain about the long hours they have to do, in my experience. Certainly not. Um, if you're bringing in grain, you keep on bringing in grain and bringing in money and nobody complains about that. You know, having listened to those um, what I call golden moments of harvesting, I mean gold just from the colour of the grain and so on, I'm only sorry that I can't share with Joe now the pleasure of a couple of lines from a Seamus Heaney poem, from a poem called Baylor, that's from Heaney's most recent collection, Human Chain, in which Heaney vividly remembers one of those end-of-day moments from, as he calls it, summer's richest hours. And it's a memory of being in a cornfield at the end of a day's harvesting, a memory of 30 gleaned acres. And I stood inhaling the cool in a dusk Eldorado of mighty cylindrical bales. Well, just that image and just that feeling so captures the pleasure of a day's harvesting well done, the seed all bagged and the straw all baled. It's just a golden moment, a moment of Eldorado. We have grain against the window there at the back, so I think we're probably heading for the trailer again. That didn't take too long. This is a good crop. Didn't take too long, no. In fact, I'm out of trailers. This is a trailer. I don't know where my man's gone with the other trailer. Don't complain. (laughs) You'll remember me when the west wind moves on the field. You'll forget the sun in its jealous sky As we walk in fields of gold Well, I suppose you're wondering now if he got near his four tonnes And he did. I rang him up and he told me that he got 30 tonnes of seven and a half eight. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time.